Welcome to Prioritising Yourself, the podcast. I'm your host, Jen Parker. This podcast is to educate, inspire and inform women about the importance of prioritising your self-care to improve your body, mind and soul. Each week we will talk all things that affect and influence big-hearted women in life and also all the polarising topics that affect women. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my one-on-one three-month coaching program that moves women from feeling overwhelmed and compromising their values to become the master communicators of their internal and external environments. Welcome to the very first episode of Prioritising Yourself. I'm Jen and I'm so grateful that you have taken this time to tune into this podcast. It gives me great absolute pleasure to talk to you all and how I can support you and why prioritising yourself is such a key thing. I think often when we're thinking prioritising yourself, we think that we're actually having to stop something else that's important. But it's just understanding that what I'm trying to tell people about prioritising yourself is that you're making time for the parts of you, looking at doing those activities that support your mental health, those activities that support your body, those activities that support your connection to yourself so that you can have a better quality of life, you can feel better in your interactions with your children, you can have more time for the things you want and get rid of the things that are you know, soul destroying and, you know, sucking all of that energy out of you. So that's really how it all came about. So I want to, uh, before we sort of um, start, I'll sort of go through a bit about sort of who I am now and why you should listen, why this is so important. So I am a mother of two young boys who are very boisterous and very energetic, um, five and seven. And my youngest has his own stuff going on. I mean, so does my oldest, but uh, he needs even more additional support around his ability to communicate and perceive his reality um, because of developmental um, delays happening for him. Um, But I'm very mindful about how I actually talk about that with him. Um, I am married and I live in southeast Queensland here in Australia. I I'm an empowerment and mindset life coach. My business is Real Vision Life Coaching. So I provide big-hearted women. I help them prioritise time for themselves without compromising their values or sounding like a nag. And I think we can go from two extremes. We can be taught that we've got to compromise everything because that's what big-hearted, kind people do, which affects us so much because we're basically essentially giving our power away to someone else or we've been conditioned to believe that if we want something we have to come from the place of being overtly 
assertive. So then others may perceive us as aggressive or being a nag or being a bitch, but it's how we're actually our communication output. And it's because we have never, in society, we've it's all to do with our conditioning and how you've been raised and how society does that and how families do that. Even if you're very progressive, I think schools and workplaces have a lot to answer for. So that's sort of a little bit about sort of who I am. Um, I love the type of work that I get to do and how this supports me around my family and that I actually get to work with women who are ready to up-level in their life. So that has been amazing. And the biggest thing that I found that women wanted was they wanted to meet other like-minded women in a vessel that was very supportive. So I created these events, these beautiful events called Sunday Soulful Sessions. And when we go back out of lockdown, they will be in person, but they're going to be online if in the event that we're still in this situation in a couple of weeks. So who was I before becoming an empowerment and mindset coach? And we have all gone through a journey. We've, we don't just sort of, apart from being born, we've all got those skills and experiences to help us in other times. So often to get to our higher self, we have to go through challenging times and often we're not listening to what the universe is telling us because, well, we haven't got space in our mind, but we're not, at that time, we're not ready. We're not wanting it until it becomes, the pain becomes so incredibly unbearable that there is no choice. It used to be that you may have been fearful of going, stepping into your power, stepping into being successful, stepping into all of this. When the pain of living that current reality becomes too much, the decision is already made. And sometimes people don't even get that opportunity because it could affect their health with a huge health um, diagnosis. Um, yeah, so, you know, prior to actually becoming a coach. I was a social worker. So I'm not new to understanding human behaviour. I'm not new to working with people who have anxiety or depression. And often, and also I'm a certified life coach and a certified neurolinguistic programmer as well. I've done the training for that. And I think a lot of people, they may claim to be a coach, but they don't have the supporting evidence. So um, when I, like prior to become a coach, I, during that period in my life, I would, exp I would say that I was very anxious. I worried constantly and I always would sort of internalise a lot of basically what that other person was going to think. I didn't want to let people down. I didn't want to be seen as a failure. And, you know, I wanted to be liked, you know, by my peers, uh, you know, at work, I wanted to have that positive reinforcement. And while those are, you know, it's like, well, that doesn't sound very negative. There were so many things that led me, obviously, to becoming a coach. And my health was really affected in terms of getting 
you know, if I got sick, I got really sick. Um, all these things sort of my immune system was very much affected um, because I was producing obviously so much cortisol in my body and the stress that I was going through and leaving my children, my, my two little boys, you know, at 6.20 in the morning and not always as someone who in terms of how I like my love language is words of affirmation. So understanding how people like to receive feedback and how they see the world. So if someone is someone who likes those words of affirmation, like myself, if I don't have that validation, then I can, I may feel, oh, well, I'm not doing a good job. And but it's also understanding that external validation isn't where you want to be. But it's also about environments and are they uh, supporting you? And we might go through that on a different episode, obviously, because this is the very first one. So there were very there were so many parts of the the job description that I loved. I loved advocating for people who didn't have a voice and. That may have been they didn't have a voice because they had a cognitive impairment such as they may have um, experienced a stroke, which affects their ability to communicate and make decisions. They may have dementia or other neurological disorder. So I loved that social work was able, allowed me to advocate for people who didn't have a voice. And you're advocating for people who may not stand up, but you can start noticing, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Um, this person sounds like they are very vulnerable and, you know, this this person may be taking advantage. So that's, I really like doing that. And, you know, when, because sometimes people, um, they're triggered by people um, supporting them or they're triggered by these types of um, the, the people who are basically, we're all doing our job and we're actually working in the best interests of that person most times. And that was very much the case. Everyone was working in the best interest of what that, of, you know, very client-centred, um, you know, what, what that person sort of needs and wants, etc. And um, yeah, so I, it, it was very difficult for me to leave my children. And while some may say, oh, but you were working part-time, I always just felt like I was juggle, like, you know, we're all juggling, I suppose, especially being mums. But I just felt like if I spent, invested too much in my career, that really did affect one, my mental health and my relationships as well. And if I did too much there, like I'm someone who needs to be working. That's just me and that's my, who I am. I like to do something that gives me purpose. Um, and, you know, just letting, like holding, listening to the naysayers and you might be saying, What's a naysayer? A naysayer is always someone who's got an opinion, but maybe they're not looking at actually supporting you and just holding space. You know, have you got a friend who 
you don't necessarily want to be fixed. You just want them just to listen. You, you just want them to be a sounding board and just hearing you and holding holding that sacred space for you. And sometimes we can be looking at naysayers and looking at their opinion as gospel. Now, these people could be, you know, the closest people in your life, right? They could be your family. And these could be sort of, you know, like an extension of your family. They could be sort of um, people who you're not really that friendly with. They, they could be anyone, really. Um, but if a naysayer is like your spouse or your best friend, then that is not going to be supportive of you. Um, but I was. I was listening to sort of these things until, you know, like I was talking earlier about that pain of the universe sends you all these messages and sometimes we have the mindset of why does this keep happening to me? Why do people keep taking advantage? Why is this still happening? Why, why, why? Instead of what do I actually need to learn here? What's the le lesson? Okay, I don't have any control over this, but I can control how I react and respond, for example. Um, yeah, so that's sort of one idea. Um, so a little bit more, like I'm just trying to sort of um, about my journey. Um, it's really interesting because when you have done so much mindset work yourself and you continually are going through it, you go through different layers and, you know, that time that made me, you know, gave me the biggest opportunity of my life, at the time it did not feel like an opportunity because I was going through so much overwhelm and exhausted but that gifted me. And sometimes it's looking at it from that lens that maybe a challenge, like a really, really tough thing. At the time, it's not very nice. But then later, it's taken you to your higher self, which has been the case for me. And so that old version of me is there. So when you're leaving an old version of yourself, Often people can see, still see that old version of you. They don't see and they may not want to see. They're, they're only seeing what they choose to see, right? So um, that old version of me, you know, is gone. But I'm still, you know, I have probably become more stronger in what I believe is important um, as well and really being surrounded by people who encourage and inspire me. Um, and I'll share sometimes, you know, some of the things when you're stepping out and you make this decision, you're like, right, I'm going to make this huge decision to leave this. You know, it might be a career or, you know, starting something afresh. I'm going to leave this. There's always, like I said, there's people who don't support you, but it's understanding in your heart that you know that this is what you want to do. It doesn't mean it's easy. Like being a business owner can prove its own challenges because you are the everything. Um, but it's just understanding that what do you want your life? What's your legacy? 
really understanding that. And my legacy is about how we perceive and interact with our reality around us and how as women we feel, we have to, uh, a lot of women I talk to, they have to almost, they have this belief that they've got to ask their partners to, in their, their words, babysit their own children. Instead of, if it was a man, they would just say, I am going on, I'm going to do this. Um, you'll have to look after the kids, you know. And that's where I talk to my clients about sort of how to actually negotiate and communicate to your spouse and how you, understanding their love language as well. Um, so really, I think over, you know, obviously I'll be having different guests over this podcast, women who are doing big things in life, business, and are creating change. And that's what I really want. I want it. It's about creating change. And one thing that I've noticed is a lot of the time we can be, um, as people, we can be very triggered by when someone is doing really well, someone is doing really successful because we can feel like, oh, we have a mindset that, well, they're doing really well uh, and that we look at ourselves having a belief that we're not doing well in our, in our, you know, work or relationship or whatever, but this is not helping us obviously. But when we come from sort of more of an abundance mindset that there is always enough to go around and success, if that person's successful, that means I can too. You know, giving yourself that and success for me is going to look different from the other person and really being specific about well, what, that person, why do I think that person is successful? What, what gives me that impression? How am I formulating this in my mind? And also understanding on social media, many of those people, uh, especially maybe say influencers, they're only showing what they want, right? And because they, they're only showing what they want, they don't show everything. You know, the, the house could be completely messy and they're showing they might have a video how, you know, they're really organised, but the whole house could be messy or whatever. And I'm looking around my house and that's very much the case um, where I, it is not the standard that I would normally because trying to homeschool children, dealing with big emotions and also running and operating a business. So thank you all very much for tuning in today to listen to the very first episode of Prioritising Yourself and over the next episodes and the coming, you know, the months and years to come, you will start making shifts. Now, if you are interested in hearing this and actually want to go deeper and to know what's actually blocking you from actually making time for yourself and on a subconscious level, you can't see, you can't create that space and that time and you don't know what to do, then you can reach out on 
www.realvisionlifecoaching.com.au and I provide breakthrough sessions, clarity calls where we can get to the bottom of what's happening. So have a beautiful day, everyone. Bye.